Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. And uh, what have we got on the menu for tonight? Well, uh, obviously we had um, the uh, Blackferns playing at uh, the weekend against Wallaroo. So we'll have a chat about uh, Women's International Rugby. There were other games as well, which we'll cover off on. Uh, there's the uh, Farrah Palmer Cup, um, as well as the NPC as well, which I was at a couple of games for the weekend. I've got some post-match uh, interviews for you from all of that. Uh, this coming weekend, we've also got uh, the Rugby Championship kicks back off with the international men's rugby. Uh, and uh, obviously in the week, or obviously there is also a bunch of news there around uh, selections and uh, injuries and stuff like that. So lots and lots to uh, talk about um, this week. And uh, joining me just in uh, the uh, nick of time is uh, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM. And uh, yeah, you did right. There is a lot to unpack, despite not a lot of international men's rugby, but boy, there's enough to get our teeth into this evening. There is, and we're not even talking about the Heartland Championship either. So um, look, um, <laughs> and uh, look, I, as, as you know, I've uh, sort of have, have a bash at uh, the old mainstream media and Sky um, from time to time. But look, it occurred to me, that uh, the, the sky at the moment is covering an awful lot of um, of rugby over in the UK, for example. I don't think they have, or do they? I mean, do they actually have access to all of the um, uh, Gallagher Premiership games um, every week? I'm not sure they do. Um, but uh, that is with 13 teams there. It's only six games a uh, a weekend. Whereas down here um, at the moment, you've got um, all of the NPC games. So that's uh, seven games during the weekend plus one midweek. Uh, you've also then got your six Farrah Palmer Cup games uh, each week and Heartland Championships uh, and the uh, the odd um, first 15 uh, finals were on the were on the box at the weekend, plus international action with the uh, Blackfern. So look, there are a lot of camera crews out there um, by Sky and that investment in covering all that rugby. Um, look, should, should get a mention from time to time. I say that I'm not sure we uh, always agree with, uh, with, 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 with how they cover, cover some of the stuff and what they say or how they affect scheduling. But so you've got to take the hat off that they do cover an awful lot of rugby, Stephen. Yeah, I read somewhere they were covering around about 19 games on the weekend. Obviously, that's 
that's your heartland, your NPC, secondary school rugby. Boy, talk about spreading your resources around the place. I, I would say they were pretty, pretty, pretty well stretched. And uh, you know, watching a couple of the odd Farrah Palmer Cup games, you can you could probably see they only maybe had two or three cameras at the ground. I know one of the games I, I clicked, <clears throat> clicked into just to have a look was the uh, the game between the Taranaki Fjord and uh, the Northern Kauri and. Uh, Boy, with the weather, it was it was hard to make out any of the players. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, like you say, you got to give Sky uh, a bit of credit for getting out there, definitely spreading their resources. So there was plenty, was a plethora of rugby on the weekend to get your teeth into. A plethora, a plethora, a plethora, plethora. plethora. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, uh, so what? Because uh, obviously Stephen has a go at me, plenty of. Uh, my pronunciations of uh, Mary and Pacifican words. Um, as soon as he gets an English one wrong, I'm going to jump in there and have my own go. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I know I did see Sky taking some flack for um, not having a uh, cameras in the corners for one of the games um, for TMOs. Uh, and it's a long look, as you say, 19 games the weekend. Now, some of those double headers, so they have the same camera crew can cover um, two or even three games um, there. Uh, but so, uh, even so, uh, that look, um, that, 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 is a, that is a very good shift. You, sir, you uh, you had a nice family weekend, so you were uh, catching all of your games on the box um, there. Uh, me, I got out to uh, a couple of grounds at the weekend. I was uh, up at uh, Navigation Home Stadium for um, the uh, for, for Waikato uh, versus, not Waikato, versus, but like, for Counties versus Waikato in the MPC. Um, and then on uh, Saturday up to um, North Harbour Stadium uh, for Harbour uh, versus Otago in the Farrell Palmer Cup and Harbour versus Tasman in the NPC. So we'll have post-match interviews from all of those games um, during the show. Um, Stephen's clapping there, but come on. Um, I had the weekend off the weekend before, which when you made games. So look, it's uh, it's, it's it's part of our tag team that we have here uh, at uh, oh. New Zealand Sport Radio. And I really appreciate what uh, Stephen does. But I was going to say you you actually did you did the uh, the long the long haul up and um, up from Waihi, mate. So that's really that's really impressive. I'll uh, be definitely heading up to uh, to Whangarei this Sunday to cover the Southland uh, uh, Northland game. Also, I think the Kauri are playing a playing the Fjord in a quarterfinal championship match on the same day. But I stand to be corrected. I'll look at that uh, draw. And uh, we'll let everybody know as the program rolls on. Yeah, uh, Northland got uh, Taranaki in the Farrah Cup. Now, uh, the if you look on the Farrah Cup website, so um, whilst we've been uh, giving a hat tip to um, Sky, we won't give the hat tip to New Zealand Rugby this year. It's this choice weekend uh, because they haven't updated their website about when the fixtures are for this coming weekend in the Farrah Palmer Cup. Um, and as you say, uh, their quarterfinals. So come on, um, you should have that sorted out now, um, if you don't mind, uh, um uh, New Zealand rugby. Let's uh, let, let people know when the games are. Uh, you're currently saying it's at some time on Saturday, but um, as Stephen says, I would, I, I would expect it to be a double header with the um, NPC game. That would make a lot of um, sense um, on that one. Uh, Steve, Simon also makes a good point that uh, Sky put some of the games on free to air on Prime as well, which has been fantastic um, over the um, last uh, over, over the last few weeks. Uh, so let's kick off with the um, women's rugby um, at uh, the uh, the weekend. And I'll be honest, I didn't get to watch this game because I was driving back from Auckland, as you say, uh, doing that long haul trip. Um, but uh, the um, Black Ferns beat the Wallaroos 52 to 5 uh, in that one. A, a big victory um, for the uh, Black Ferns. Uh, so, uh, Stephen, 
does this mean that the Black Ferns are back as um, being favourites for the Rugby World Cup? Or what? Or actually, no, first off, before we get before we get into that sort of things, um, what did you make of the game? Uh, clearly, uh, a, a one-sided affair. And I saw some people saying that they, that the Black Ferns could have racked up a hundred points. Yeah, listen, it was a good performance festival. I've got to say, it looked like a nice, clear night down in in Christchurch. I've got to say, I was just disappointed with the with the crowd that um, that turned up. They they put most of the crowd into to one side of the stadium, which which created a lot of atmosphere. But you know, there's been a lot of talk about some of the other regions not getting. Uh, games during the World Cup, of course, all those World Cup games being held in the, in the northern region in Auckland and also Whangarei. So I thought here was a perfect opportunity, even if you had to travel up um, either from Dunedin or travel down from from the Tasman area. But for me, it was it was quite a disappointing crowd, which is a shame because they actually missed a really really good Black Black Ferns performance, probably the best performance from the Black Ferns in, in, in a few seasons few seasons Paul they started uh, started the game very well and we'll get into that <clears throat> shortly but um probably I know Wayne Smith at the end of the game probably not not so happy they tended to lose their shape a little bit in the second half and I think they just let Australia uh, back back into the game or well, not so much into the game that they were ever going to win it but gave the gave them the opportunity to uh, move a little ball at a little bit of ball at the end and uh, listen credit to them picking up the last try of the game Yep. Uh, so, uh, so yes, it was um, fifty-two nil. Uh, yes, and they said that 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 that's, uh, the try at um, the end there um, for the uh, for the Warriors. But this is the second time they've played them this year already. Part of the um, the Pacific um, Four Championship, um, sorry, Pacific Four Series, uh, where the Black Ferns beat um, Australia twenty-three to ten over, uh, up in Tauranga, um, which uh, is one that I uh, went along to. Um, so look, uh, it's a better performance there for the Black Ferns. Mm. Um, in fact, that's uh, and one of the things we've seen is that uh, there's been some. Uh, I mean, Kirsty Alley has come out talking about how wonderful um, the uh, the coaching setup is that they've got. And Pete, and uh, if you're someone like Wayne Smith, you have the ability to pick up the phone and talk to certain people. Uh, and uh, hence, Rich McCaw, Kevin Mialamu, uh, Dan Carter have all been in camp um, helping out with the. Uh, with the Black Ferns, uh, and uh, yeah, he's someone that uh, that's got those people's numbers, and when he makes that call, they will answer uh, and uh, and come and help as well, won't they? Oh, they, they certainly will. You know, a couple of areas where I think Wayne Smith, um, Sir Graham Henry, will be really, really, really pleased is is the set piece. The set piece scrum was very strong, in fact, dominant. Of course, line out very good so that just gave them the opportunity to to attack off off both platforms you know something that they that if you look back to the tour at the end of uh, uh, 2021 they were they were severely exposed and there were some very very good performances up front um none better than i thought than none Wu <clears throat> at lock who carried strongly and just really put herself about at breakdown. Also, coming back into the team, McMiniman, the uh, number eight after a couple of seasons away from this level of rugby. And I'm also impressed with Simon, the open side uh, flanker from Waikato, <clears throat> who you would, you would have seen a bit of in the uh, Farrah Palmer Cup. Uh, Paul, she very, very good and uh, just giving them a, a real bit of physicality in that seven jersey and it just set up nicely for Coxedge and, and DeMont, who pretty much ran, ran the ship. Um, Letiaga out on the out on the wing, also showing how dangerous she is. And Rene Rene Holmes, Rene Holmes at fullback is just such a such a classic. But uh, there were times that they weren't 
quite accurate, and I think that's pretty much what uh, what the professor was uh, alerting to, Paul. Just getting that uh, that accuracy and knowing that they can basically put the put the foot down, or should I say, put the foot on the throat of um, of uh, any team that they come up against. It, but uh, listen, we we really won't know until they come up against uh, England and France. That'll be a definitely a different kettle of fish. But to play those sides, they will have to stick to their structure. But I was impressed with the way the forwards went about their work. And um, just got to say credit to the Australians as well. They actually started reasonably well. And I thought, well, he, here we go. We've got a contest. But Paul, if you're um, if your set piece is letting you down, it's going to be a long, I was going to say, day at the office, but in that case, evening at the office. Yeah, no, very true. And look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sure the scheduling of the game to to uh, to Christchurch was was the best one. I mean, let's be honest, the Crusaders don't get great crowds down there, so uh, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't get a great crowd uh, in Christchurch. It's not a, it's not a, a venue that so they haven't got a decent stadium at the moment, and I think fans aren't into the habit of going to the ground. I think somewhere like um, Tasman that put on a great that, that had a really good crowd and really good setup for the um, All Blacks versus Argent the Pumas the other year um, it would have been a good venue for this this kind of game uh, taking it to the South Island. Um, Simon makes a point that uh, the Women's, Women's World Cup last year was uh, last time sorry um, was uh, just in two venues at Belfast and Dublin uh, and um, yes I think uh, uh, look I, I, that that is kind of normal they do have it in two locations that aren't too far apart so uh it's not a surprise i mean that sometimes they have it even on what in one location um like when they have it in france i believe so look i, I just i understand why uh the given the logistics um as low as possible get the cost down um as well by having it just in two locations which you can both travel to so the uh the women at the um at the rugby at the rugby world cup won't have to travel between hotels they'll be able to be in one place which is a good which is a good thing uh which helps with their training etc um, so I do think it is a good one um, for that one. LB says, which teams are in the Women's Rugby World Cup? Oh, it's called the Rugby World Cup rather than Women's Rugby World Cup, to be fair. But um, uh, Google is a fantastic answer for that kind of thing. But um, uh, we're looking at England, France, um, uh, New Zealand, uh, um, Canada, USA, Australia. Uh, trying to do this on my head. Um, Scotland. Uh, I know Ireland aren't there. I, I think don't Spain, think maybe. Spain. No, I think Scotland knocked Spain out. Um, so I think Wales are there, uh, and I think like us, wasn't there? It's a anyway. Um, uh, I've, I've not got it off the top of my head, but um, the um, oh, I do actually. Sorry, here we go. So Pool A is New Zealand, Australia, Wales, and Scotland. Pool B is Canada, USA, Italy, and Japan, and then Pool C is England, France, South Africa, and Fiji. There we go. The uh, the wonderful Tribe Sports app, folks, on your phone is a great place for this uh, kind of information. Because uh, you saw what a mess I made of it when I chose it off the top of my head there um, with that one. <laughs> uh, the other game which Simon pointed out was that, uh, uh, put in a live chat, that Japan um, lost to Ireland 22-57. Um, obviously, warm-up games, that Rugby World Cup that's coming up. It's coming weekend then. Um, uh, we've got the return fixture of the Wallaroos versus the Blackferns over in um, Australia, 2.45pm New Zealand time for that one. Uh, Japan, again, play a second test against Ireland. Um, and then in the early hours of Sunday morning for us here in New Zealand, we've got Scotland versus USA and Canada versus Wales as teams ramp up for that Women's Rugby World Cup later this year. So good to see um, tests for those teams as well. A bit of a shame um, that uh, we've got Black Ferns games going on at the same time as the Farrah Palmer Cup. But I guess that we've seen that happen in the men's game uh, and it looks like we're making the same kind of mistakes or having the same kind of issues 
uh, in the uh, women's game as well. They did kick off the Farrah Palmer Cup earlier, but as we get to finals time, losing the your Black Ferns or your best players uh, at the point of the competition, um, it's kind of the wrong way around, isn't it? You really want to have your players coming in at that point, not uh, not being taken away from the competition at that point. But um, uh, look, uh, this is the uh, the standard messed up um, scheduling or, or, or world kind of having not having a world uh, world uh, schedule or world calendar. That's what I'm looking for um, in rugby, and we're seeing it again. Uh, unfortunately, clearly we don't learn our lessons. Uh, let's um, run through, move on then um, to the uh, the Farrah Palmer Cup games. Um, from um, the uh, weekend, uh, as I say, I was at um, uh, the the game on Saturday between North Harbour uh, and Otago, um, and uh, Harbour lost that on twenty two to thirty eight. Otago now have gone through five from five, uh, winning all their games in the uh, championship. There will finish as top or have finished as top seeds um, in that one. So let's hear from the Otago captain. And her thoughts um, after that um, game. Uh, after uh, um, North Harbour versus Otago in the uh, Farrah Cup uh, with uh, Tegan, the captain of Otago. Um, another win, that's uh, five from five. You must be very happy with how, uh, how the team's going this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, just progressed every single game. Obviously, two big losses last week, but the girls coming in have just really stepped up and just kept it there to get another win, which is awesome. And um, the, uh, what's been different this season that uh, do you think that's, that's just brought you together that's got these results? I mean, tonight, today with 38 points, that's your fewest points in the game, which is nuts. Yeah, yeah, no, I, we've had a real focus on um, our culture and um, team and like playing for where we're from. Um, we've got a girl from Corral, some from Invercargill, so we're just connecting and playing for our province and just really supporting each other and being a team, not individuals, so I think that's really helped us. And that's the big thing, is it? With South and not having a team, your, your, your players are spread over a very big area, having to come together for this. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, two girls travel um, five-hour round trips to training, so the commitment that they show is just unreal. So, yeah, just put your hats off to them and just play for each other. And, yeah, if they're willing to travel like that, then we play hard for them. And uh, obviously today, playing uh, with the wind at your back in that first half, um, initially uh, it took a while to, to, to get going, but uh, two tries just for half-time uh, really sort of put you girls in the, uh, in the, well, in the, in the commanding position. Yeah, yeah, the heat up here, we were in the so it took us off to get yeah, that second wind. Um, just, yeah, we, they, they put on some pressure hats off to them. Um, we were flustered, we were silly passes and whatnot, so we just needed to come together, go deep breath and just try to get back to our structure because that's how we win. Well, she says it's uh, hot up here. I'm, I'm, I'm in long sleeve thermals, so I'm not sure what it's like down there. But there we go. Um, <laughs> oh dear, I've lost my. Uh, now, I hope that's playing for you. It's um, stopped for me, unfortunately. Um, Stephen, is it still playing? No. No, oh, well, I'll remove. All right. Um, so basically, well, I went on then to, to talk to her about uh, the fact it's been a, it's a big week, big year for women's rugby, and if she's seen any difference um, about that and how how it helped things. Um, so, but I'll be honest, I've got no idea what those two losses were that she was talking about because the Targo beat Tasman thirty nine seven the weekend prior. So I'm not quite sure what she was uh, talking about mm -hmm. there. But uh, yeah, fantastic season that Otago um, are having uh, in that um, in in that championship. Um, hopefully, um, the tech will work as I do have. Um, the uh, co-captain um, and uh, goal kicker um, from um, Harbour uh, to, uh, to to have a chat. And we talk about um, uh, in this one about uh, also about the fact uh, that she's got a job. She used to play for Tasman, um, but now she is playing for um, for Harbour. And obviously not moving because of money um, in the game, but because of her job 
that she has her day job that she has uh, in that one. After Harbour versus Otago in the Brown Palmer Cup with uh, Helia Tanner, the um, captain of the uh, of, of Harbour, um, okay, it's been a tough old season um, for for you guys. It's kicked off with a win, um, and then then a few tough games. Uh, but uh, growing well towards finals, do you think, or improving during the season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, yeah, had a good start there. Um, had a bit of a mixed bag in the last couple of couple of games. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to building um, throughout the season. And I think so far we've um, shown that we've shown yeah good signs of improvement and yeah promising performances. A tough tough first half playing into the wind. Um, but um, in that second half, in particular, your pack really uh, uh, came up strong in, in, in a scrum time. And also your bench came on to score a couple of tries. So happy with the uh, the extended squad as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, real proud of the, the way the girls that came on in the second half there. Um, really lifted the energy and um, brought a lot of impact. So we'll look to take that into our next game and yeah, hopefully um, start that way from the get-go. And interesting seeing you uh, doing using a, a drop goals for your uh, conversions. Is that from your uh, from your sevens background? Um, not particularly. I think yeah, the ball fell off the tee there, so I had no no option um, really. But to give it a give it a whirl and yeah, in that second one, just looking to get back um, back quick and reset. I see from that one. And uh, look, you've travelled up here. You used, used to play for Tasman. Um, obviously, not not a fully not a, not a professional thing. So, um, is, is that through through work and through uh, uh, that you've, you've had to move, or was uh, or what's brought you up here to to, to Auckland? Absolutely. Um, so I'm with the Air Force um, and yeah, work took me down to Tasman. So um, played with the Tasman girls for a couple of years there and then yeah, obviously got posted up here for work as well. So um, yeah, thought I'd come and yeah, try my... Fortunately, come and try her hand, but uh, then I pointed out that she was uh, Defence Sports Person of the Year um, a couple of years ago. So trying her hand, I think it's being a little bit... Uh, uh, um, a little bit self-deprecating there. I think uh, she's uh, a very good sportswoman uh, and uh, yeah. Um, the fact that yeah, she just came to try her hand. Uh, I think uh, look, she's very good. Used to be part of the uh, um, uh, the uh, Black Ferns sevens setup um, as well. Um, there with that one, um, and uh, I had another interview with um, oh, I've got blank and forgotten her name now. Uh, uh, play uh, uh, from um, Otago. It was a blazer game. If you want to catch that, uh, go and um, have a look on uh, the New Zealand Sports Face. Um, New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page uh, with an interview um, with her. Uh, she's also part of the New Zealand Defence Force, a uh, member of the infantry. Um, so, yeah, look, seems that the uh, Defence Force have, uh, have got like, quite a lot of the players, uh, a lot of the women players um, in the Farrah Palmer Cup team. Oh, very much so. And, you know, if you probably look over the years, not just with female, but male as well, so many good uh, good sports people have actually come through the the air force of course the most uh, uh famous having come through the the new zealand navy of course one buck shelford who uh captained the all blacks um on 12 or 14 occasions during during his career and uh and of course uh, one of the le true legends of the game um and um first of all i forgot to move over to my computer but i'll just quickly try and show it um over the uh, the, the, the webcam um is uh, there we have a uh, Hibiscus plant um, that uh, is uh, it's North Harbour Hibiscus is the name of the uh, uh, is, is this squad and that is their squad mascot um, that uh, that gets taken to the side of the game and uh, they, they use the the attributes of the hibiscus plant being a very hardy plant etc um, all as part of uh, part of their culture that they put within the team which is fantastic so uh, we have a little a little hibiscus plant in a plant pot that comes and sits by the side of the game side by side of the pitch um, as their mascot um, which I think was a great night a lovely little touch um on on that one um run through the rest of the um so that's what that means now is with uh, tasman versus hawks bay being cancelled due to the uh, 
bad weather down in Tasman. Let's hope everyone's safe um, down there. Um, and um, they will, uh, they, um, uh, so uh, scientists, I wondered what hibiscus was. Uh, it's the flower that's on the, um, especially that's the, the logo of the North Harbour um, shield um, there by their logo. Uh, and also uh, hibiscus coast is the, uh, the coast just north of, um, of Auckland there where those plants are um, from. Um, so yeah, so Tasman uh, versus Hawke's Bay unfortunately was had to be uh, cancelled due to the, uh, the rain that's happened safe down there. Um, and uh, that means that um, uh, Tasman will be taking on uh, will be hosting Harbour, um, assuming they can. Uh, they've got the uh, the pitch uh, as part of the quarterfinals. So um, she's going to head back down there uh, to take on her old team. Um, other games in the um, championship um, also included uh, Taranaki losing to Northland fifteen to twenty nine. Um, as we said, North Northland um, hosting uh, the quarterfinal um, against uh, Taranaki. So it's a return fixture of that. Uh, is the quarterfinal this coming weekend um, as well. Paul, Paul um, I was going to say, that particular game, a real game of uh, of two halves, you've got to say, with the uh, with the conditions helping the, the fuel in the first half, leading by 15 points to five, but a, a strong second half from the uh, the Northern Kauri forwards uh, got themselves back in uh, back into position and then slowly chipped, chipped away. At, at, on saying that, it, it, it took them probably a good sort of uh, 74 minutes before they pretty much wrapped, wrapped up the game. Um, it looked like a, a, a try, yeah, try in the 74th minute that was scored. And even on tribe, I haven't got the score. Yet. That just shows you how tough the con conditions were. Even they weren't able to pick out the player who got that particular try. And then they scored a, a late try again, which blew the score way up. But a good performance from the, the Kauri, given that they didn't have the inspirational uh, Kristen, Crystal Murray on deck, and they were also missing a, a couple of other players as well, Laura, Laura Cooper, the uh, the uh, fullback as as well. So good, good victory for the Tanifa. Absolutely. Um, moving on Cody. to uh, the Premiership side, then Wellington Pride beat uh, Bay of Plenty Volvics, uh, Vol Volcanics, sorry, uh, thirty-two to thirteen. Um, Canterbury continued their winning ways with a thirty-six to nineteen win over Manawatu Cyclones. Uh, who are unfortunately looking like they're uh, heading for the drop from the Premiership. And the final game saw Waikato beat Auckland 41-5. to A big um, statement there, game there by um, Waikato. Uh, in the table then, that means that um, Canterbury with 5-5 five from five, topped the table with one round to go in the uh, regular season um, ahead of uh, Waikato. And then there's um, a bit of a gap, six-point gap back then to um, Auckland Storm, uh, then Wellington, uh, counties, Bay of Plenty, and in, uh, in last place with just one win, Manawatu Cyclones there. Um, with Manawatu having played all of their games now um, on seven points, that means that they will uh, uh, they are for the drop. Um, and uh, Otago Spirit and Hawks Bay have a weekend off before they join the semi-finals of the championship. Uh, you'd expect one of those two um, to go through and uh, get promotion on that side of things. Um, any last thoughts before we move on to the NPC? Uh, no, but I, I, I suppose that um, Auckland uh, Auckland Storm uh, Waikato result that the, the scoreline um, surprised me a little bit. But I suppose what that that tells me at the end of the day, even with their their black ferns away, uh, and also Auckland with their black ferns away, Waikato have more depth. Yeah, and Waikato remember being the uh, champions from um, last year um, as uh, as well. So uh, looks uh, 
uh, like we could have a repeat of the fun from last year, which was Canterbury versus Waikato um, yet again. Uh, on to the uh, NPC then. Then we had that midweek game, um, Otago versus Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay coming off the back of their um, Shield Challenge win um, there uh, to... Um, oh, I've gone blank. So they, they beat the previous weekend. Um, that's bad of me, isn't it? Um, uh, against counties. Um, they will... Um, uh, so, yeah, so they come off the back of that uh, to, uh, to lose to Otago. Uh, not a big surprise. That's nice. The team that has the shield quite often uh, um, does well in home games and then struggles a bit in some of their away games as they uh, have uh, so much effort into that one. Um, then on Friday night, as I say, um, Candies Manukau lost to Waikato 20 to 34. So, uh, which sounds like a um, a big difference, but uh, the reality was uh, that both sides really struggled with their lineouts. It was a nightmare night for the lineouts. Uh, and unfortunately, four counties, one of those went over the top, um, was picked off by the uh, um, by Waikato, went inside to the uh, scrum half, who went over and scored. And from there on, uh, it was very difficult for them playing uh, into the wind. Uh, and uh, Waikato went away to um, to win it. But it did come. It was was it seems like uh, a bit of a gap. It really was a game of moments. Um, and that was one of the moments um, in it. Uh and uh, having said that, let's hear from the um, head coach, um, Rion, uh, of uh, Counties um, from after that game. After uh, Counties versus Waikato in the NBC with Rion, the uh, head coach of Counties. Um, look, yeah, it's, uh, to me, that game was a tight game and, until you lost that line out in your own half. They break from but uh, yeah, it was a, a nip and tuck game to me. And I don't think the scoreline really reflected the, uh, the, the sort of how the game was going. Yeah, just a couple of crucial errors in the end um, that cost us. Um, just got to get better at the little details there. Boys show plenty of fight, but um, yeah, just some details we've got to try to get better at. Um, this comes off the back of two um, sort of one-point games, one which went for you, one against you. Um, considering you guys were a championship side before this, um, is that good signs of progress that you guys are competing with the big boys? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, we're, um, we're pushing teams, which is good. We've just got to turn them into wins, which would be great. Um, but the boys are working hard for each other, so we'll just try and take something out of this week and move on to the next one against Bay of Plenty. How hard has it been um, with having had that disruption sort of where you didn't really have a season last season, sort of preparing the team, getting the guys to know each other, building all that connectivity in the side? Um, it's actually happened really quickly. The boys have been great. Um, we've, we've worked a lot on the connections and and they've, um, they've come through and done a really good job and going well. Yeah, it is. It's, um, and then you had three All Blacks coming into the side this week. I guess another another disruption for the team, but quality players coming in. So is that a bit of a juggling act for yourself, tough to do? Yeah, it wasn't really. They were, I mean, they fit in really well with the boys. The boys all know them and they're great guys and they just slot in really seamlessly. Uh, really good to have them um, uh, pushing and... We had a couple of niggles, which we, we were able to rest as well, so the timing was quite good. And uh, it's a bit of a sprint with just, um, I mean, you're already a third of the way through the, the regular season after three games. Uh, so, have you, I guess... Yeah, there was me, um, uh, that was me asking them basically what, what, what were his plans for um, the season, and uh, he said, look, finals rugby is where they expect to be. But I think it's a bit of a, uh, um, it's a, a good, uh, ambitious goal uh, four counties having I mean, come off, let's say, being a championship previously, now with both the, the uh, championship and premiership all merged into one, uh, the championship sides making finals is uh, is a good 
progress for them um, and to expect more would be a little bit uh, uh, over ambitious, I think. Paul, I, I agree. There's been some real improvement in this uh, county's Monaco team. And if you think back to your game, this is dead right. Little little movements. We saw that uh, line out that was thrown over the over, over over the top. You know that was picked off by the the replacement prop uh, for, for Waikato, who had just um, I think it's Ollie Norris. He he picked that one up, and you know hard to stop from from close range. But I, I I thought one of the other differences as well. I thought Waikato got a lot of value off their bench. Um, in that in that second half, and they just just for me just appeared to be a, a little bit stronger in in that area, and their set piece was just that little bit better uh, than than Counties Monaco. Although to be fair, Counties Monaco with Nepo Lalala did dominate, but I must admit I was very impressed with Rob uh, Cobb who was uh, propping against Nepo Lalala. I thought they had uh, quite a good battle. In the, in the main, unfortunately, I don't think counties could keep that uh, consistency throughout throughout the game. In terms of the All Blacks that came in, I thought probably Hoskins Satutu was the better of the three three players that were inserted back. Excuse me, into the county's Monaco team, and uh, boy, I've got to say, what a good acquisition Damien McKenzie uh, proves is proving to be for this uh, Waikato team. They'll be hoping that he isn't named in the All Blacks and they can use him for the whole season. Well, he hasn't been so far, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, not so long right says, yeah, Hoskins to 2-2 at last, getting a game, had a cracking one. Um, funny that, so you mentioned Ollie Norris, because uh, I had a chat with him after the game, um, so, uh, uh, and uh, about his try. So if you want to hear that, folks, head over to our New Zealand Sports Facebook page, uh, where you can uh, hear me chatting with Ollie Norris um, on that one. Uh, we're not including all of the interviews um, on uh, in, um, in this tonight. But uh, so, yeah, so good win there for Waikato uh, in what I think, say, was a nip and tuck game, um, was not as uh, as easy as, as the scoreline might suggest. Then we went into um, uh, what basically upset Saturday, I think is probably um, the uh, the best way of uh, of putting it. Um, Taranaki, 16, Canterbury, 10. Now, Canterbury had been sailing up until this point uh, and it was sort of like, oh, look, they're back, they're challenging, they, they're, they're going to, um, cruise through the uh, regular season. And um, whereas Taranaki, who had a fantastic season last year going unbeaten, um, came off the back of two losses coming into this one. Um, so did not see this one coming at all, um, Stephen. Oh, he's muted himself. Oh, dear. Yes, Has it once per show. <laughs> yep, there's one per show. Um, yeah, he just, um, just with, with this result, I think it surprised many of us to be to be brutally honest Canterbury had been traveling so well and they were so impressive the week before against Wellington and of course Taranaki's form has been been down from the start of the season so fantastic performance and when you consider uh Canterbury didn't score until the I think it was about the 69th 70 70th minute you know it really was a case of uh getting out to a lead while you've got the wind. And, of course, those two penalties after half time by Stephen Perifeta, who had a pretty amazing game. And, boy, must be must be knocking on the door for an opportunity in the uh, all-black team, Paul. Yep, um, absolutely, especially with the number of uh, kind of knocks that uh, Bowden Barrett's taking. you got to say at some point he's going to need to be rested, um, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, definitely in with the shout of, uh, of getting a chance in the next four games, um, you'd think. Um, the, um, and also, uh, they went back to, um, uh, Pukakira Park for that one. Uh, so, uh, good, uh, um, uh, good, good seeing the grass banks full of, uh, uh, full of people yet again. As Nocturne Wright says, good game for Soakula, um, in, 
uh, of that one. And Grace was okay, but not dominant. And that's uh, that's going to be a, I guess, a lot of people calling for Cullen Grace to be in uh, the All Blacks. But uh, maybe uh, what, we've, what we've seen is that he plays very good with a very good pack. Um, and look, he is a very good player, but is he, uh, is he uh, um, a greater or, or an international player? Have to wait and see uh, when he gets his opportunity, I guess. That followed up then by Wellington 6, Northland 15. Again, another um, one we didn't see coming. This Wellington C, this Wellington team clearly, uh, uh, i got to say, is not performing up to the sum of its parts um, at uh, at the moment um, with that one. So um, another one there. And uh, yeah, Northland, um, your team, is, as you've got their cap on as well, um, Stephen, and, and, a, and a Northern jersey. Yeah, yeah, wearing the um. But listen, it's 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 happy milk plant day, so I thought I'd wear something with a tree on top. Uh, Paul, so there, there you go. Um, so happy what yeah, day? Once, once, happy 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 milk plant day. That's it's it's actually a thing. I know. There we go. <laughs> I get. I actually got sent a message today. Crazy, but talking about crazy, yeah. Once again, a crazy old result. You know, you you look through this. This Wellington team, and boy, there's a there's a lot of talent. There's there's some All Blacks in there. There's some ex All Blacks, and a lot of Super Rugby talent. And you know, even the the, the front row. If you look at Xavier Numir, Pitt Cowan, um, and Amua, listen, they they've all played a lot of Super Rugby, but they uh, they came up against a Northern, a, a really determined Northern side that's ticking a real big box in one particular area. We've seen 240 minutes of rugby from the Tanifa and only two tries actually scored against them, which is pretty incredible. If somebody had told me at the top of the season that would be they'd be uh, uh, two out of three and they'd only conceded two tries in the season after three games, I'd, I'd, I'd swear I'd, look at, I'd be looking at you sideways. But uh, the reality is that's, that's one area where they've been really good and they just... Got a, got ahead at halftime with a bit of a breeze behind them, and uh, um, basically just just shut shut um, Wellington out with some really really good defence. Um, good defence. Um, Nocturnal rights has asked me what's happening with <laughs> what's happening with Northland. I think there's been a real mindset change within the within the union. Um, they've built a high performance centre centre, which is pretty amazing. Paul and I got to visit that. I think it might have been last year at some at some stage. We actually stopped in and had a look around, and it's very it's a very impressive uh, uh, facility, and it's uh, for a lot of the Northland players. They almost call it their their second home, and a lot of the players actually get it. In there, they've got a new trainer involved, and there just seems to be a, a new attitude in in the in the union. Of course, bringing Marty Beal, uh, Marty Veal in, the former North Harbour player who um, was basically one of the um, coaching staff of the MLR side, New York, which uh, took out uh, that particular competition this year, has been a huge. Um, Gain for the uh, for the Tanifa, very very hard man from what I um led to believe, and it's not a bad squad. They've got a lot of depth in their tight five, especially um, on Saturday they played uh, um, probably their third and fourth ranked locks, um, Alan Craig and Liam Liam Hallamine, With the greatest respect to, to to those guys, you know. But when you haven't got Sam Kidd there, Josh Goodhue off the bench, uh, Tom Robinson didn't start. You know, all of a sudden they've got a little bit of depth, and um, yeah, they. Uh, I still think their their attack needs a little bit of work, but it was a gee, it was a it was a haggery old day at Jerry Collins Stadium, uh, Paul. So we weren't going to see a lot of running rugby, but uh, fortunately we did. The one good piece of play we saw a nice touch there from Jack Goodhue with a flip on found Morby, and he had too much 
too much pace for the cover defence, unfortunately, for, for Jack Goodhue. Um, I did speak to Jack after the Waikato game, and that leg was still strapped. Um, no, he isn't gone for the season. It's just a, a minor op. So he's just going in to get it tidy up. And from what I've been told, he will be available for the end-of-season tour. In fact, uh, he may even be available for for, for uh, some in north and end-season games um, if they need to get him uh, a little bit of game time. Oh, that's good news. I mean, Rehana and Morby are there. They've got a couple of young guys who are, who are just uh, starting their Super Rugby careers as well. So uh, And getting starting action here, which is fantastic for them to see. Rehana used to be a, uh, a Waikato player. Now, clearly... With uh, players like um, David McKenzie coming back in, good for him to move to another province um, and, uh, and and get a starting role, um, which well, is one of the things that uh, that perhaps uh, Northland has needed is a, is a, is a decent ten um, to yeah. run the show. Uh, so getting players like him and Morby in there, uh, I think, are, are good additions. And as you say, with players like uh, Milo Harris and Hawkins now uh, and uh, Josh Goodhue coming off the bench, they've got a bit of depth as well. Uh, which oh. is so uh, it's good to see. Whereas previously, you look at the bench oh, and go, oh. "Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very, very much so." They have, they have, though, they've got a home game against Southland next Sunday, which is a, you know, it's a potential banana skin. The, the Stags, and we'll, we'll we'll get to them shortly, um, are playing some good footy, and you know, they they could be due. You never know. I was going to say, I'm not sure banana skin is. I think you kind of uh, it's well, it's one of the kind of bottom of the table kind of clashes in the championship has been historically, I think they're two very well matched sides, um, both of which are, are on the up at the moment, which is great to see. Um, and we finished that one off then with um, Harbour beating Tasman at 35 to 27. So three upsets on the bounce, even though Tasman haven't been tracking that great. Um, but um, Ring Gatlin sort of puts me in my place um, as uh, part of this interview. So uh, have a listen uh, to what he had to say after their win over Tasman. After um, North Harbour versus Tasman with Bring Allen. And look, I mean, Tasman, always a tough team to play, um, but uh, you, you did a great job today just uh, sort of keeping that scoreboard ticking over and punishing their uh, their discipline. Yeah, I think a team like Tasman are a championship team for a reason, so you've got to keep applying that scoreboard pressure, stay in the fight. Um, you know the momentum's not always going to be with you, and that's what happened tonight. We got a good lead, they came back, took the lead, and we just stayed in it, stayed in it, and uh, showed how much it means at home for us to get a win tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, two two tries to uh, to their four. Um, any I mean, obviously any concerns there that both your tries came when they were down to fourteen men? You had a bit of difficulty sort of breaking down a fifteen-man defence. You think? <laughs> no, I think or, they're a championship team for a reason. Like I said, you got to build score, uh, score point pressure, and yep. um, you know if we didn't take those three points, went down there, we may have scored tries. But um, you know, kept in hindsight's a great thing, and obviously tonight we got the win. So uh, yeah, definitely no complaints from my end. Yeah, no, always a great believer in keeping that scoreboard, uh, scoreboard ticking over. Um, the, um... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you finding that with uh, some of the minor Pacifica boys in there, you've got a few more guys who have got super rugby experience. Is that helping with uh, kind of the, uh, the, the the level of the rugby that you guys have put out this season? Yeah, of course. We've got a great balance of a group. Um, we've got some young guys that are local guys that have just played club rugby and um, earned their way into this team from playing really good club rugby and they're putting their hand up and then obviously some guys getting some experience at Moana Pacifica and they showed that they had some really good uh, improvements this year as well and um, I think definitely in the physical side of things as well they're bringing the physical side of the game and that's what you need sometimes in this area the um, competition is just physicality. Yeah, absolutely, especially on a cold night uh, like this one. It's good to have that get-out-of-jail thing. Well, um, fantastic kicking performance in particular from yourself tonight to, uh, to, to keep you guys ahead, and uh, congratulations and uh, good luck for the season. Thank you. Thanks very much. Nice to meet you. Cheers. Cheers. Nice to meet you. I'm sure it's not the first time I've interviewed uh, Bryn Gatton. Dearie me, how dare you forget me? I don't know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> and Stephen's on mute again. Um <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, so there we go. Um uh Lock Torres is actually enjoying the penalty kicks being taken, the turnaround of Massachusetts from years ago. Yeah, look, I guess my point wasn't so much around penalty kicks, whether they should have gone to the corner or not, but more the fact that um they get, get they get they kept getting forced into uh taking uh, penalty kicks um on uh, that one rather than being able to break down uh and uh and, and get the points. It's, when you're doing a um uh, a three-question interview. It's a bit hard to clarify your questions like that, but hey, um, it's good to chat. It's good to give me give me a couple of minutes um, at the uh, at the end of the game um, there with that one. Paul, I was gonna I was gonna say they just seem to have a um, a key that seems to know how to unlock Tasman because it's not the first time that they've they've actually they've actually beaten Tasman. I I, I can recall they may have beaten them over at Harbour Stadium a couple of years ago, as well. And when 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 Tasman were actually travelling really really well, and they and they upset them with a very convincing win. But I've I've also re, I can also remember <clears throat> performances where they've gone down to to the to the Tasman area and gone very very close. So they just seem to have a set of keys that. They know how to open certain certain doors, so it might be a template for a lot of other sides. But got to say, there were some really impressive performances, and probably not none more than the the number seven Melvin uh, in his first year of uh, NPC rugby. I thought I thought he was very impressive. Of course, a, along with uh, Gatland as well, and uh, boy, um, Tavita Tavita Lee, if you. <laughs> If you ever needed a, a winger who's got pace and power, all the skills, um, Tavita leads you men. Absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, and I've got a couple of interviews um, around that morning, but we'll, we'll cover those off at the end of uh, our NPC roundup. Um, Auckland then uh, lost to Bay of Plenty at Eden Park, um, 17 to 21. A uh, few question marks around Bay of Plenty. Uh, last year, uh, after Clayton Miller moved on, they got themselves in some, uh, like I'm guessing, expensive head uh, coaches uh, who had super rugby experience. This, they've moved on very quickly after not having a great year last year. Uh, and um, they've got uh, Dwayne Sweeney uh, a, in his first year as a head coach. Uh, he's got a little bit of his coaching experience, but some, uh, yeah, he's a young, a young head coach and going well with Bay of Plenty. So good, good win for them. Southland then uh, uh, really, uh, and one we think we talked about them, about them having a good performance uh, and get a movie in the head right direction, um, pushed Otago all the way 32 to 37 um, down there. Otago, clearly the big brothers in that one, have got a pretty decent um, uh, squad on paper. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, real uh, um, good performance by the Stags, Stephen. Oh, yeah, superb. But listen, just before we do, it, it'll be remiss of us not to mention that that Bay of, Bay of Plenty win because I, I actually thought it was a, a very impressive win and, you know, defence in the first half really, really and truthfully um, kept them in the game. I mean, to say, I don't, I don't think the Auckland coaching staff would have been overly pleased to know that they were only 10-8 up, 10, eight up at half time. And it just so happened it was the Bay of Plenty team that came out in the, in the second half and a fantastic try to Nigel Arwong off a, off a line-out set piece, moving the ball wide. And I think from the time that they scored that try in the 56th minute, I don't think they ever ever looked back. But for me, the real differences in this two teams was the performance of uh, of the, the the starting halves, Doobie, Doobie and Trask for, for Bay of Plenty. I thought they well and truly overshadowed their... Um, uh, Funaki and uh, also uh, Harry Plummer and I just think it was that area where they didn't Auckland didn't really drive the game and of course uh, their line out fell to pieces in the second half and uh, at the end of the day I actually think that final 21-17 score actually flattered flattered Auckland Paul but um, for me that was probably close to the uh, performance of the weekend uh, Auckland looking uh, over Bay Plenty. Yeah, Plummer also picking up the yellow card as well. Not a uh, uh, look when, when you're the pivot, you're trying to run the run the game, getting yourself tripping a player. Not a, not a clever move um, at all uh, in that one. Um, but, but I was going to say I had two screens running at the same time, so I was keeping an eye on the on the the Southland uh, Otago game, and uh, there were times I was wondering if I'd probably should turn one of those uh, screens off and watch the, completely watch the Otago uh, Southland game because that just looked like a great game with some with some fantastic tries. But as you said previously at the County's Monaco um, Waikato game, you know, it comes back to the end of the day to, to little moments, and there were probably little moments in this game that. Southland will will absolutely regret, but boy, um, one thing's for sure: they're capable of scoring tries. But I suppose the the concern for Dale McLeod is they're leaking just as many points as as well. But you can truly say that in all three games, despite the losses, they've actually been in the contest. Good game, but um, listen, credit to uh, credit to Otago. It's it's the back of a storm week for them. They remember they picked up a win against uh, Hawks Bay. Uh, during the week and last Saturday against uh, Tasman. So that's a pretty successful week, you've got to say. Yeah, absolutely um, for them. And uh, that's uh, now season sat top of the odds conference with uh, three wins and uh, one loss um, with the 14 points. With the two wins, a draw and a loss, Hawks Bay also on 14 points. Um, they're at the, uh, in second place there, Hawks Bay. Um, seeing off Manawa 2 at 17 to 43. Yeah, Manawa 2, I'm not sure much to tell about that one. Manawa 2 are having a bit of a shocker um, this yeah. this, um, this season and have not right. been helped by having a storm week with top sides in the front to, to kick themselves off. And uh, they're four games in already, nearly halfway through their season. And um, yeah, it's it's not been it's not been fair on a province that on with with one of the fewest um, resources around as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a good article in uh, uh, written and stuff. Um, um, I may I may actually put that one up just for for, for people to uh, to have a look at, and it's written by a by a local journalist, of course. Uh, uh, Ex All Black assistant coach John Plumtree has actually joined uh, joined the turbos, and you can actually see the the improvement in their their forward performance. But uh, I've got to say that didn't get a lot of love from referee Ben O'Keefe. Uh, for me, there were there were two tries there that. Um, 
personally shouldn't shouldn't have been given. There was a, a second try um, scored by Brad Weber. To me, there was a there was a clear knock on. Not too sure what the the, the TMO was watching at that time. And uh, right at the end, we saw a player taken in the air, and uh, once again, nothing nothing done about it. So. Uh, I'm really, really confused. But there were a few things I saw over the weekend. Uh, um, I did see a big shot in the, uh, I think it might have been the, uh, uh, it might have been the pride, pride yep. in the uh, yeah, volcanics, uh, um, which uh, a player was basically taken out in a heavy hit, no no arms, and uh, the commentators were actually celebrating the hit where basically the TMO should have been addressing the hit and it should have been a red card. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that's my only, my, my only disappointment Um we saw some. We've seen some great FPC rugby. We've seen some great NPC rugby, but uh, I still think the officials are missing a bit, Paul. Yep, no, agreed. Um, uh, Simon says, should Manawatu turn Hawks Bay bring back the Central Vikings? Uh, no, Port Dunley. Um, the the two they're, they're, they're too far apart to me. It um, uh, uh, location wise, I think it would be a bad a bad idea um, to uh, to do that. Uh, just throwing the table up on to the screen there. Um, there's an odds conference, evens conference. Boy, let's make a. Uh, Let's put together a system that's uh, that's clear and obvious to the casual fan as to who's in which group. Not um, so. There we go. Um, not a, I'm not a fan of this structure, but you can see Otago and Hawks Bay at the top of the uh, um, of the odds on the Eden side. Auckland and uh, Canterbury still lead the way um, there, but uh, North Harbour starting to uh, uh, nip at their heels, um, which is a uh, um, which uh, yeah, good sign for one of the smaller provinces to be up towards the the, the, the top end. Uh, of um, of things, it, it's quite it's quite interesting, Paul. I, I looked I looked at the odds at the uh, the beginning of the season. There's not a lot a lot of change. I mean, so the only team that's gone from two well about five hundred and one dollars to to eighty one dollars is the is the Northland Tanifa, and that's uh, obviously if you're, you're showing a bit of early season form, your your odds are gonna gonna change. But there's for me, there's still a few odd ones in there. Wellington, I think at the moment are paying. Eight dollars, and you know you've got the likes of uh, likes of Harbour and, and Bay of Plenty who are all sitting behind them. You know Bay of Plenty, I think, is sitting on about ten dollars. I'll tell you what, they'd be a nice little smoky because uh, I think once you find all the All Blacks go back into camp, and it just just appears to me Bay of Plenty have also got a little bit of uh, depth as well, and and a lot of your lot of young guys. So I don't think they're going to get get too disrupted, but. Man, in a competition where you've got a very good Canterbury team, you know, I wouldn't even write Tasman off at this stage. So, you know, for me, it's 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 really exciting. You probably say the only team that's possibly looking out of out of the hunt for for a uh, for a top eight is, is Manawatu at this Manawatu Turbos at this stage. But you know, as as previously spoken about, we know the issues as a union they're having. Yep. Uh, AK asks um, Stephen. You mentioned that so you're really impressed by two young halfbacks in the NPC. Uh, which uh, who are the two that you're referring to? Uh, that was during um, oh the, the Bop game. So uh, Caleb, so that would be Caleb Trask, um, and um, who was the halfback? Who was the uh, scrum half uh, for them? Uh, that was uh, Adobe. So yeah, impressed by their their performance as a, as a group, not necessarily across all of. Uh, the NPC, but just but in that particular game, you thought they're having a good game. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm also I was also impressed with the yeah. There's been a couple of good um, good halfbacks running around, but one that's that's caught my eye is actually the Southland halfback. I think his second name is uh, uh, Wallace. He kind of reminds me of a um, of a of a young Aaron Smith. And um, I was also impressed with Dobie, who you know you've got to be a reasonable halfback to keep uh, uh, Triple T out of the uh, starting line out 
a starting lineup for the uh, for the Bay of, Bay of Plenty. But you know, a couple of other halfbacks who I, I thought played played pretty well over the weekend. Jamie Booth, who we, you know, ironically from the Turbos, is is uh, is looking pretty good. Royguard um, was the other halfback I was actually th- thinking of uh, yep. from Counties Counties Monaco. He's He's basically started the season on fire. He might have taken a little bit of a knock, though, Paul. You you were at that game. Um, uh, look, I know. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I think he's been playing well. And look, he's uh, for a halfback. He's a big boy as well, uh, yeah, which yeah. is oh, one of those things. He's, um, the but in that well, game, I was impressed by Hotham, the uh, that oh, Tasman halfback, um, who oh, has got a contract with the uh, Crusaders next year. So yep, um, look out for him as well. He was given a license to nip around, and whenever he saw a gap, to go for it. And boy, oh boy, he did, and picked up a try himself as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a we are in a golden or we're entering. I feel it feels like a, a golden age of. Um, of halfbacks, we've also got the, the Waikato boys um, in um, the uh, um, oh, I've gone blank. The two of them playing for the Chiefs. Um, yep, Xavier, yeah, Xavier Rowe and also um, uh, Cortez uh, Ratima as, yep. as, as 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 well. Boy, you did right. A lot of good halfbacks around, and um, I'm pretty sure that all these uh, five super franchises, including Moana Pacifica, will probably uh, be scouting around at this time just to to see what's uh, out there. And, you know, you've got some guys like, um, um, you know, somebody who's come back from a lot of injuries is uh, Lisati uh, Milo Harris, who's um, been coming off the bench for, for Northland and has looked really, really good this year as as, as well. So it's it's... It's just really, really good to see. So plenty of talent for these uh, super franchise coaches to get their teeth into yep. at the uh, end of the year. Uh, now, before we move on to uh, talk about international rugby, one of the things that, uh, that I've been doing has been obviously following uh, Moana Pacifica. I think a lot of us have been interested with them this year. I made all of their games, um, all their home games, sorry, bar one um, this year. Uh, and uh, I thought since I was uh, uh, going to be at a game with a couple of their players, um, who are playing NPC, that I would ask them some questions about how playing for um, Moana has helped them come into uh, their uh, the NPC season. So first up, and I've just realised I haven't got his name up, um, which is uh, very bad of me, um, and he told me to call him Easy. So for those of you who um, uh, who, who sort of complain about me not not pronouncing or using his proper name, um, I did ask him how he wants to be referred to, and um, Ezekiel Lindemuth um, asked him to call him, to call him Easy, so I did. Um, and uh, have a listen to him after uh, it was his not only that it was his blazer game for um, uh, counties um, as well as we uh, we'll talk about that before we talk about his uh, being part of Moana Pacifica. After counties versus Waikato that finished uh, twenty to thirty-two, uh, but it wasn't it was much closer than that, wasn't it uh, tonight? Um, to me, it all just came down to one line out, and uh, we were they broke away and scored from. But otherwise, this was uh, this was neck and neck until that sort of last ten minutes. Yeah. I think we just missed out on key moments. Um, yeah, as you said, it was just off our mistakes. Pretty soft tries, if you ask me. But yeah, it was neck and neck the whole the whole way through. But tonight was a bit of a special night because it was your blazer night tonight. So congratulations, sir, on no, uh, on, on getting your blazer. What does no. that kind of mean to you to get uh, that recognition from the uh, from, from the province? Oh, it's massive. I mean, like I ne- never in my life would I have thought I'd been playing rugby professionally, and here I am getting my blazer for counties um, and for an awesome union. And they've welc- they welcomed me in with open arms, and I can't be more grateful, really. And uh, also, you've, you've been able to sort of play around here because uh, with Moana Pacifica during, uh, during yeah. the Super Rugby season. What's it like to be able to be here? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, how, how much easier is that to, to come into one of these seasons when you've been in one place rather than sort of being injury replacement, going right. out to the Chiefs? And 
does it, does it make your life easier as a professional to be able to focus purely on rugby like that? Oh, so much easier. All I, all I got to think about is rugby. Um, think about rugby and I'm going to get put foot on the table at the moment. So, um, so much easier. Yeah, so much easier. And I think, folks, that's one thing to remember is that, as he says there, put food on the table. If you're, if you're not playing, yeah, if you haven't got a contract, then it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it can get very difficult. But, uh, uh, look, this is, a, this is starting to be a very tight season for you guys. Yeah. Um, two one-point games, and I say this one also tight. Uh, I, I guess, to me, that's a big step up for you guys because you were a championship before this. It's now all mixed in. Yeah. It's actually, I think counties are actually progressing yeah. uh, in the right 100%. way. Oh, we're definitely looking, looking to go the right way. And... I mean, it shows in, shows in the scoreboards, it shows how we're playing. We're 80-minute team now, and it's just, we're building real nicely, building real nicely. And I hope, I hope the people can see that. I hope that we can fill up the bank sometime, and yeah. <laughs> It'll be great to fill up the bank, but folks, look, as you can see on the pitch here, we have got a good crowd. Good crowd. Um, Easy has uh, been uh, get, get, getting signatures and stuff, so he's a, he's a bit of a superstar around here. Oh. So uh, thank you so much for your time, <laughs> no, thank and you. good luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate that. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. I mean, perhaps we didn't go into it in depth. I mean, obviously, these are all very quick and do these after um, games. But there's just that comment of being able to put food on the table is just nuts when you think about it. The fact that he's like, he doesn't have to worry about, uh, okay, what kind of job can I do that allows me to play club rugby and train properly, um, ready for an NPC season, uh, and gives me all the time off. I can just concentrate on what I'm doing and not have to worry about food on the table for my family. Um, uh, I must say, I don't know if he's got, a, got a, if he's got, if he's still single, or if he's got a family or not. But either way, um, those just it, those sort of things are things we just don't think about as rugby fans uh, when we're when we're, when we're considering these guys making their choices. Um, but yeah, the fact that he can just yeah concentrate his rugby, not have to worry about um, food on the table is, uh, is 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 fantastic. And we're starting to see that through his um, performances, Stephen. Yeah, oh, very much so. And, and didn't he come across well? Just came oh. across as a, a very humble, humble young man, and just called it called it as he said, saw it. And uh, listen, I just like like um, that. You know, during during the end of interview, he you know he, he was listening very carefully and 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 thinking about his answers, and obviously very thankful to that county's uh, uh, Monaco Rugby Rugby Union for for taking him in. We all, we all know originally out of the you know, pretty much out of the Auckland province, but we know that um, you know sometimes there's a lot of good players that 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 miss miss the boat um, in this particular province in the 09, as you call it, call it Paul. So um, yeah, just just one of those things. On, on, onwards and upwards. And I thought he had a fair game on Friday night as well. Yeah, and uh, another one of his Moana Pacific teammates, teammates, so Finn Finn and Isi, uh, here is um, after the um, Northern game. Oh, no, North Harbour game. Sorry, not here. here we are after um, Harbour um, versus Tasman in the NPC with Finney. Um, tough game out there today. Uh, really tight. You, you were um, sort of pushed, but you managed to keep your necks in front. Uh, some of Bryn Gatlin's kicking was fantastic tonight. Yeah, it was looking to Tasman. They were always going to be a tough team. We, we all know them that as a championship team, so we always knew they are going to bring the, the grit and the physicality and um, we just tried to stay composed and um, just gutsy win. So just hats up to the boys. Yeah, and what I really wanted to chat to you about, um, had your season with the Moana Pacifica this year. And uh, how's that been different from you coming into uh, MPC off back of Super Rugby rather than Club Rugby? Have you found it easier to be able to concentrate on your rugby more? Yeah, it's, I guess it's uh, there's different different intensities. Um, still the same kind of same game. It's, it's rugby at the end of the day, but. Just having different systems, different teams, and just trying to adjust to the different environments that we have in Super, and trying to come here, and it's, it's just 
I guess in NPC it's good to have a few of the club boys coming through, like from all more um, the junior levels coming through. So just good to mix and mingle with those kind of boys. Yeah. Have you found it better from the strength and conditioning? Have you, have you sort of did you find it easier coming in this year, yeah. having had that extra, extra all that extra work? Yeah. So last couple of years, without um, super, it's, it's been a bit tough, tough pre-seasons and stuff. But um, after a year coming off of super, it's just been real easy to adapt, especially with strength and conditioning from super. It's, it's a whole nother level, and you just come here, and it's just kind of just a same kind of standard. All of a sudden, you find you got one more time and space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> it's, it's great to hear that that's uh, that that, that Marnus doing such a good job and and helping you through through with this. So, um, thank you for your time. Good for the rest of the season. Just wanted to Cheers, check how you're you doing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Nocturnal Rights, to say that uh, these are better interviews than Sky and seem more natural. Um, the, um, <laughs> uh, clearly, they are more natural. I, I don't have someone in my ear saying, uh, go, and uh, you're too, wrap it up. You've got 10 seconds left to five, nine, two, one. It's, it is different to do it on TV, folks, than, than this, but uh, no, it is, it is nice um, being able to, um, uh, say, to, 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 to talk to these guys. Again, a guy there who clearly is still adapting um, to the life of being a professional rugby player uh, and, uh, it's, uh, and, and learning. What it's like. I think uh, a player that I think we'll be able to see much more out of as he gets more uh, comfortable, more used to being a, a player and uh, switching between environments. I, I think. I think what we actually. I think that's why we're seeing a lot of improvement by the counties, Monaco's, the Northlands, the uh, you know the, the, the Southlands to a lesser extent. You, you're actually seeing a lot of boys that have that have actually experienced um, Super Rugby, whether it be through through Moana or one of the New Zealand franchises. And boy, they, they're coming back into this this particular competition and in really good nick, knowing that they'll have to to basically put out good performances during the Bunnings, Bunnings NPC to, to secure another contract moving forward. And it's great to see it. I think it's probably one of the reasons why we're actually seeing some really, really good rugby at the uh, at the NPC level. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, uh, Clayton McMillan also always uh, was, was when I talked to him uh, a few seasons ago about the growth of or rising up. Bay of Plenty through the through the ranks was he said look the uh, if you look if you look at what what, what stat um, within uh, squads uh, were for made the difference between the successful and non successful NPC teams with the number of Super Rugby player experiences uh, players they had and so one of his and then the next stat he used was if you get uh, into the New Zealand under twenties you effectively get your you will get a Super Rugby contract so he made he spent a lot of work there in Bay of Plenty getting uh, working on that at the under twenties crowd to get those players good enough and into the New Zealand um, uh, national under 20 team uh, uh, so that he had those super. And you just say, if we have six teams rather than five, there are more super team, more super players to go around and therefore the level will rise up and we're seeing that, which is great to see. Um, so, yeah, so great to chat to those two guys uh, about uh, uh, with that Moana in mind. Um, for this coming weekend, um, I've just realized I've just gone and got rid of the, uh, the the fixture list, which I meant to have up there so I could tell you which games I was going to go to. Um, but um, on Friday night, um, I believe I'll be heading over to uh, Waikato um, for the, um, the no, because they're not playing on Friday night, they're playing on, um, they're playing on Saturday. Uh, the, I'll be heading over on Friday night to um, Waikato versus Manawa 2 in the, in the NPC um, at... Um, uh, in that one, I think I'll probably stay home on Saturday because we've got those international games. Watch them on the telly, um, and then on Sunday I will um, head down to Tauranga for Bay of Plenty versus Counties. So those are the two games that I think I will be um, making it to uh, 
this weekend. Uh, yeah, I could have uh, maybe headed up to counties for their Farrah Palmer Cup game on Saturday, but um, with all that international rugby on telly, I think um, and I think I'll probably stay home to watch those. Yes, we'll need to talk about those next week uh, on the uh, on on the show. Um, some say yes. Yeah, some some players uh, going into the Australian franchises help as well with MCC. Yep, that's those players who come back from Australia, and um, because obviously Australia doesn't have uh, competition at this time for their non-international players, so um, having them come over here is uh, and get some rugby is also a good thing as well. Um, any final thoughts on MPC before we quickly, talk, quickly switch to uh, international? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. So, uh, quick looking forward then to uh, international. Um, as has uh, been said in the live chat by LB, the Springboks team will be announced soon. I do like how the Springboks announced their side very, very early um, in the uh, in the season. Um, you kind of touched on it before that John Plumtree uh, has gone and helped with uh, Manawa two. I think uh, one point things point out though is he's gone there and he's offering his services for free. I mean, he's helping out. So now he doesn't, he's not full time with them. Um, but the fact that he has gone, that he's uh, lost his, uh, he, he's been fired, and obviously that's not uh, that, that's obviously not a, uh, a you can easily go into a bad place um, and um, just go into a shell. But no, no, what's the thought he do? He immediately reaches out and tries to help one of his friends who is coaching uh, and having a tough time. So uh, that really shows the character of the guy. Um, and uh, really impressed with, with the way that John Plumtree has uh, reached out and is, and is working with Manawa too. So hat, hat tip to him. Well done, sir. Um, and uh, we wish you all the best in your coaching journey um, from now on. Um, we've uh, also um, had uh, the um, uh, announcement as to the squad that we're meeting up uh, with the All Blacks. So uh, Brody Retallick, Jack Goodhue, Nipo Luolala, Ofatonga Fassi and Patrick Tupolotu will not be assembling in Christchurch. So those teams um, will uh, um, will not be um, uh, what, what's the word? What, will not be yeah will not be travelling. Um, but congratulations to um, Fletcher Newell uh, and Tor Lomax, um, who will be uh, the two props going. Uh, obviously off the back of some good performances against South Africa. Josh Dixon will be covering in the uh, locking department. I'm not sure he'll actually get any game time, but uh, great, but so uh, good for him. Um, there, uh, obviously a young guy, and then Braden Enall back in um, covering for um, Jack Goodhue there in the uh, centres. Um, again, um, another player um, that's, um, uh, that, that I think probably be more of a squad player and not necessarily get much game time, unfortunately, but for him. Um, but uh, uh, I, I, obviously, I, I see him much more as a 13. I can't see um, Braden Enall covering at 12. Um, and let's be honest, Rico Wani has made that jersey his own, um, however much some of us might uh, question whether he should be in that jersey or in, in a winger's jersey instead. Uh, so um, uh, I think a uh, good move there that uh, now that, that Newell and uh, Lomax are, are joining the squad, um, Stephen, in particular? Permanently, permanently, yeah. I think they did enough in their, in their last test to, to, to stay on board. I, I know there'll probably be a lot of talk about Braden in or whether he's, he's up to it or not, but, you know, the, the reality is... It, they're in there as as cover, and there's an opportunity, and, and we've already seen that with with a few lads that have that have taken their opportunities. And um, um, if if I kind of look around and at what I'm watching in in NPC, I, I've probably got to say there's probably nobody in the midfield that's really really stood out. I've seen the odd odd sort of cameo from maybe somebody like Bal Balin Sullivan. 
um, and there's been the odd really good good performance. But um, for me, I don't know if I've seen enough of a standout performance to warrant a player being elevated to the next level. The only one I can think of is perhaps Thomas Mangan Jensen did some very good did some good work with uh, in Super, um, but uh, still a young player coming through. Uh, it's a powerful runner. Um, maybe that's uh, that that might be the one there um, that uh, that maybe uh, could, uh, could 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 come through. Uh, I also saw um, Anton Leonard Brown look good um, in the uh, um, in the tunnel um, at the weekend. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's back soon. Uh, playing some rugby, so maybe he'll be back. Um, and I don't know if he'll be back in time for the Bledisloe Cup game games, or um, or whether it's uh, or whether he waits until the Northern Tour. But he looked uh, he looked good, and um, so yeah, so he he uh, someone I would be surprised if he comes back, and if this is a, yeah. a short term, as you say, cover by um, by Braden Enel. One, one, one player who has looked pretty good, and I've got to say, playing out of position is, and again in a beaten team yesterday, is is AJ uh, AJ Lamb. I, th- I think it is. I, th- I think he's. I think he's looked really quite comfortable in that centre position. But you know, this is once again NPC, and you, you just want to see a little bit more of the other other bits to his game. But he's certainly a stripping lead in that midfield. Yep. Um, so yeah. So obviously the uh, the All Blacks taking on. Uh, uh, the Pumas now over the next two weekends. Um, the uh, look, they've obviously beaten uh, the Springboks last time out. Uh, we've also got so uh, Joe Smith now officially uh, well with, with the team much more, but uh, in, in the team as an attacking coach. Uh, Ian Foster took over that role at in, um, interim for the um, uh, for the South Africa tour uh, or for the South Africa games, um, uh, but now he's got a replacement in um, for um, oh I've gone blankers to the. Uh, as uh, the, the coach that had that role before uh, that got um, that uh, lost his role, but anyway, Joe Smith now in there um, as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that looks um, against uh, the um, uh, against the Pumas um, and um, <laughs> the stars are aligned, eh? Uh, and um, finally, the um, so that's that piece. Um, obviously, the other game then is. Uh, unless once the All Blacks will go into those two games as heavy favourites, um, and uh, whilst LB says the Pumas look good, um, there's it's one thing uh, losing to the Pumas for the first time ever uh, over there in Australia. It'll be uh, another thing losing at home in New Zealand to them um, outside of COVID, uh, which would be uh, so. Yeah, so so um, that's why the All Blacks will go into those as strong favourites now. Uh, the other games that are going on, obviously, at the same time, are the uh, Springboks versus the uh, Wallabies, or Wallabies versus Springboks. Now, I think a lot of us would, uh, a lot of people would have um, the Springboks going into this, this as heavy favourites. But as Boa says, uh, stats don't lie. So, um, uh, an interesting one on um, the article out of South Africa that I've read, uh, well, I've seen, sorry, rather than read, let's be blunt, Um since the game went professional in 1996, the Box have won four out of 29 tests against the Wallabies in their part of the world, i.e. in Australia. It's been nine years since the Box last won uh, in Australia. That was a 32-12 victory in Brisbane. Nine years, four games um, out of 29. Wow, that is an appalling record for um, uh, for the Springboks in Australia, isn't it, Sue? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Banging your way at your screen trying to make it work. 
Sorry for the sorry for the delay. It's probably when you use a mouse that's uh, that's faulty. I've got to say, I'm I'm really surprised by that record. All I want to know when when the Springboks travel travel to this part of the world, do they travel from the right or do they travel from the from the left? Maybe they need to go back around across the uh, across the Pacific. Um, how shall I say, go go west as opposed to to east? But that's that is just absolutely. That is absolutely incredible. I, I mean, I'm absolutely staggered by that. So um, they obviously struggle coming coming to this part of the world, especially Australia, which is unusual because you know sometimes condition wise, atmospherically, it can, it can be similar to, to to South Africa. You know, it can and get it can get very very warm. So I'm really surprised with that. Um, it'll for me, it'll be really interesting to see what the South Africans. Do in terms of um, you know a lot of there's a lot of talk coming out of the Republic about playing Malcolm Marks as your starting hooker and listen I, I think he's the best hooker in the world you've got to start him as 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 far as I'm concerned listen I think there's a I think they probably have got a little bit carried away with the bomb squad tactic but you know what what the box did show in that test against the All Blacks boy they have got some firepower out wide but it also means if they're going to go to that style again they'll probably have to to look at, at more mobility in, in in their pack um if they if they need to play play that um to play that uh, open open style again because I actually I actually truly believe this that game at Alice Park I I, I think their pack just actually ran out of steam because of the style of game that it was at the end of the day yeah, and look, so, so the, um, the, the the box uh, win record in Australia is 13%. Uh, the same period in New Zealand is 16%. They have a greater success rate in New Zealand than they do in Australia. So there you go. That uh, gives wow. you an idea. So uh, so a lot of people um, are, um, uh, as I say, are, 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 are putting the box as strong favourites going into this one, I think. Um, but boy, oh boy, the stats um, do suggest otherwise. LB has told us that the, the, um, the box squad um, is out. Um, so um, I'll be honest, I am uh, very quickly um, trying to Google uh, to um, to find uh, that uh, that squad um, and uh, uh, to see if we can have a very quick chat um, uh, about what, uh, what, what, yeah, what it, it is. It, it, um, it, 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 but it uh, but he said, yeah, Ox and Dwemba are starting again. So, um, uh, yep, so uh, Mark, Marks is back on the bench. So quickly, the the the, uh, the the lineup for um, the box as uh, Ox and Kingy, uh, Ox Nietzsche, uh, uh, Joseph Twemba, uh, Franz Malherber of the front row, Etzbeth and uh, Ludiaga in the engine room, Khaleesi, uh, Peter Steftatoy, and Vimulin are your uh, Lucy's, um, Faf and Pollard uh, in uh, are going to run the show, Delende and Am in the centres, Mapimpi um, and Galant has been moved to the wing with the. Uh, 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 on, on the it's been brought in on the wing, sorry, uh, and uh, Willemsa at uh, fullback. The uh, bomb squad, uh, uh, or whatever uh, you want to um, kind of uh, call them, is uh, Marks, Kitsoff, Koch, uh, Mostert, Smith, um, uh, which is uh, so five forwards and then three backs. So um, uh, Hendricks, uh, Elton Yangtze's, and Franz Stein. So uh, the first time that they've got a 5-3 bench um, in a long time. So a change of tactics um, by the um, Springboks, which is um, interesting uh, on that one. 
Uh, um, I think that's probably the biggest, uh, whilst most people will, will look at the fact that Dwemba uh, has been started again, I think that 5-3 bench is perhaps the biggest tactical switch here in this uh, in this squad. Oh, very much, and and, and maybe maybe a, a technical change in the way in the way that they they're, they're looking at playing. But um, it does it does concern me that uh, you know have have they got the mobility to play that 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 wide open game? No no, no question, the, the the talent is there. But I I just wonder, and, and um, I just forget forget the name of the of the light the lightweight uh, open side flanker. Who they normally carry in in their squad as well? Seven's Seven's player name escapes me, Paul. Um, I just wondered if he's um, he's part of their plans at, at some stage in the second half. But in terms of Malcolm Marks, you start. Oh, Quagga Smith. Talking. So you're talking about yeah, Quagga, Quagga Smith. Yeah, yep. yeah, Quagga Smith is the guy I was thinking of. But you know, to me, you you actually you actually play. Your, your best hooker every day of the week and and and, twi- and twice on twice on Sunday, and if you want to turn a, a number three hooker into a world class hooker, you know well you can give them you can give them the twenty minutes at the end of a game if you're in if you're in control of that game. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's Stephen's opinion. Um, we've uh, um, well, I think we had a very quick chat about it last week about how the fact that you could uh, that I guess if you have the um, you, you, if you have the, the weaker players starting. And you can replace him after half an hour. Whereas if uh, you play the stronger player and he gets injured after twenty minutes, you then have to end up having uh, uh, sixty minutes of the uh, of the weaker player. So uh, look, it, it swings and roundabouts a bit there, depending on how you use your bench. Um, but um, but uh, but yeah, if you're if you're putting your weaker team against an opposition's stronger team, which they normally will start with, then I guess yeah, you are making the differential bigger uh, at the beginning of that game um, as well. So uh, there we go, folks. Uh, you've seen the stats. You've heard the team. Uh, I'll be honest, we haven't talked much about the Wallabies, but good point has been made in the live chat there that they're struggling at 10. Um, and uh, we probably should have talked about the fact um, that um, a 71 cap veteran who's not played for three years um, is back. And I've gone and forgotten his name. Bernard, Bernard Foley. Thank you. Um, which means I think he's the second or, or uh, um, highest capped player in the squad, which is nuts when you think he doesn't play for several years and he brought back in. Um, what, so, what, yeah, what, so it'll be interesting what, to see what this uh, Wallaby squad looks like. Actually. I was going to say, on saying that, they did they 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 did bring Quade Cooper back from out, out of the wilderness. So yep. it's, not, it's, not, it's not the first time we've actually seen this. So um, who knows how this is going to work out. Yes, he's got experience, but... Boy, is he going to be up? To, is he going to be up to speed? And uh, I think they've probably had the confidence really knocked out of them. So expect a really big performance from the Wallabies. But if if I had to, if I had to pick a winner, I think the I think the box will will, will bounce back, and they should bounce back. And if they don't bounce back, um, um, I would imagine that it'll be this time this time next week. It'll be the Springbok coach who will be under a whole lot of pressure to maybe keep his job. Uh, and uh, the Rugby Fixation podcast, which is one that's out of Australia, has done a fan, uh, put out a fantastic tweet, um, which looks at the um, unused options at 10 from the Australian under-20s um, for the past decade. Um, and uh, the number of players that um, uh, who have gone through there, including one that uh, you're a fan of, uh, definitely at Super Rugby Lab anyway, or, uh, is uh, Jack Debrasini, uh, for example, uh, Mac Mason, um, uh, Hamish Stewart, uh, Balen Kunzi, um, there's uh, Dave Horwitz, uh, Jack McIntyre, Jake McIntyre, Luke Burton. There's like twenty, there's like uh, fifteen to twenty odd names there that have wow. been through the under twenties in that ten jersey. 
Um, and between mm -hmm. them, only one of them has got a Wallabies cap, and that's Carl Godwin, which just shows like you how they're reliant on that uh, on that older generation. Yeah, it, it, listen, it sounds like a list um, um, that the Blues had in and around first fives post Carlos Spencer when they couldn't find a uh, couldn't find a first five to fill it, fill the spot, so they eventually basically went to market and bought in one Bowden Barrett. So, gee whiz, um, that that is that is a crazy stat. So um, go uh, I've retweeted it, so you can check it out at Drive Mall on Twitter or or search a Rugby Fixation podcast on Twitter, and you can see the number of uh, under twenties. Uh, well, uh, under 20s Australian players who have not made it to the Wallabies in that 10 jersey. Uh, and it, it is it is quite shocking as to how many players have missed out between your um, Foley's, Cooper's, uh, James O'Connor's, and then your um, Noel, Noel Osea. There is a massive gap of uh, between them of, of players who have just been who have ended up in the wilderness from an international um, point of view. So anyway, we need to wrap things up because we're going for way, way, way too long. Thank you, Mr. Harris. It's been a fantastic time having you back on, uh, having you on again. Not back on, you on last week. What am I talking about? Jeez. I was, I was, See? I was. Too many beers, too much time on the thing here, too tired. Um, but uh, have a uh, fantastic week, folks. Stay safe. And as I say, I'll be at a couple of games this weekend. I'm, uh, so I'll be surprised if uh, we uh, have some stuff from Stephen as well on the uh, New, Zealand New Zealand sport, New Zealand, I don't know. Anyway, New Zealand, uh, whatever, what, what's our Facebook page? I've gone blank. Whatever it is, folks. New Zealand Sport Radio. <laughs> New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you. Oh, dear. Um, because, as I say, there is um, some cool stuff on there. As soon as he's going to put that uh, article on there about how Manawatu have been under um, such pressure and it's been uh, unfair on them as well. Um, so, Steve's putting some good stuff out there in particular. Uh, and also, you're getting our post-match interviews we've both put out there as well. So, uh, do check out the Facebook page. And uh, thank you very much. We'll be back next week at 8 p.m. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.